Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm David Kern, and today is Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023. Today's poem is by an American poet named Jane Kenyon. She was born on May 23rd, 1947. She died in April of 1995. Since her birthday is on this date, May 23rd, it's a great time to read a poem by her. I've read a couple of her poems here on the podcast. Um, I believe I've read Having It Up With Melancholy and a couple other ones on the podcast. Let Evening Come, I think, is one that I've read. The one that I'm going to read tonight is called Dutch Interiors. And I'm going to read it once, as usual, have a few comments about it and about Kenyon in general, and then I will read it one more time. So this is Dutch Interiors by Jane Kenyon for Carolyn. Christ has been done to death in the cold reaches of Northern Europe a thousand thousand times. Suddenly bread and cheese appear on a plate beside a gleaming pewter beaker of beer. Now tell me that the Holy Ghost does not reside in the play of light on cutlery. A woman makes lace with a moist-eyed spaniel lying at her small shapely feet. Even the maid with the chamber pot is here, the naughty red-cheeked girl. And the merchant's wife, still in her yellow dressing gown at noon, dips her quill into India ink with an air of cautious pleasure. So this is a poem that, as its title indicates, is alluding to other work, other artworks, particularly the paintings of the great Dutch masters. We've got a reference to a painting with bread and cheese on a plate beside a glooming pewter beaker of beer and one about uh, the Holy Ghost residing in the play of light on cutlery or a woman making lace with a spaniel at, a, at her feet. Uh, this is probably alluding to uh, paintings by, for example, Jan Steen or Hendrik Sorg or any of the other Dutch masters. There's one called Interior One by, by Sorg, which has a man playing a musical instrument alongside a woman and a dog, and there's, there's a, a beer stein on the table. There's cutlery and interior, too, by Jan Steen. Um, with, uh, all of these have dogs in them, in fact. Um, also interior three, where a woman is uh, putting her stockings on. Um, the Dutch masters are, of course, known for their scenes and also their, uh, their still lifes. And she seems to be referencing uh, those in this poem. But she adds her own, her own twist on it. Wendell Berry wrote once uh, that uh, Jane Kenyon's poetry doesn't demand great intellect or learning or even sympathy. It demands quiet. And what he's getting at there, I think, is that sometimes you just have to spend some time with a great poem, just as you have to spend some time with a great painting. And I can imagine her being still in front of these Dutch masters, in front of these Dutch interiors, and I'll just contemplating, thinking, um, letting them play around in her imagination. And out of that stillness, out of that contemplation, comes a poem like this, where she takes the central scenes of those, of those paintings and sees them afresh, sees them anew. So she offers a great line like, tell me that the Holy Ghost does not reside in the play of light on cutlery. On the one hand, you've got the actual play of light, sunlight on cutlery, the, the, the beauty of nature, and then you have the ability to create that in a painting that this Dutch painter had the capacity to do. And both of those things are minor miracles, right? If not major miracles. 
Speaking of miracles, we have the second stanza, which begins, suddenly bread and cheese appear on a plate, which suggests to me the miracle of Christ uh, feeding the 5,000. It says, Christ has been done to death in the cold reaches of Northern Europe a thousand, thousand times. Painting's been done before. Suddenly bread and cheese appear on a plate beside a gleaming pewter beaker of beer. And so, and that suddenly, that word suddenly calls to mind, this, for me anyway, a miracle. The idea of suddenly this food appears uh, in greater quantities than one would ever expect to be possible. And before I read it again, I wanted to share a couple words here from uh, Daniel Rattel, who wrote in Front Porch Republic a couple of years ago about Jane Kenyon. And he says, quote, even when her lines lack tension, which they often do, she's there with an image that couldn't be otherwise, or with some truth told with astounding clarity. And then he goes on a little bit later. Unlike other poets of her stature in the 80s and 90s, Kenyon never held an academic post. She was foremost a poet of place. Not of the state of New Hampshire, though she was its poet laureate, but of the much smaller and less abstract corner of it in and around Eagle Pond. Her poems are populated by neighbors, her husband, the dog and cats, and the flowers she grew in her garden. Every page of her books seems to say, this place matters. I wanted to read that because it shows the similarities between her poetry and these Dutch masters. Those paintings are also populated by neighbors and dogs and cats and flowers and gardens, by cutlery on tables and beer steins and stockings. Every image in those paintings seems to say this place matters, just as every page, every poem of her Jane Kenyon's books seems to say this place matters. Um, and as Daniel Rattel says at the end of his essay, most poets are forgotten soon after their deaths. Sadly, Kenyon is not likely to be an exception. This new collection, though, acts as a stay for a poet who risks being forgotten too soon. End quote. One of the reasons that I share Jane Kenyon on this podcast is because I love her work and I don't want her to be forgotten. The only way the poems and poets are remembered is by reading and sharing them. So I will do that one more time. This is Dutch Interiors by Jane Kenyon for Carolyn. Christ has been done to death in the cold reaches of Northern Europe a thousand, thousand times. Suddenly bread and cheese appear on a plate beside a gleaming pewter beaker of beer. Now tell me that the Holy Ghost does not reside in the play of light on cutlery. A woman makes lace with a moist-eyed spaniel lying at her small, shapely feet. Even the maid with the chamber pot is here, the naughty, red-cheeked girl. And the merchant's wife, still in her yellow dressing gown at noon, dips her quill into India ink with an air of cautious pleasure. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or to support this show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm David Kern. Until next time, happy reading.